0: Let's get off together. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Get the Fuck Off podcast on this Monday, February 27th, 2023. I just have a couple of things before we get started today, guys, because I'm going to talk about yet another deeper concept. We're going to be talking about the subconscious mind, which I know you probably might not give a fuck about but the subconscious mind is responsible for 95% of what's happening in your life not the conscious mind I have said that before I don't mind repeating that it is the truth when I was going through my massive transformation particularly with my body and with sobriety some of the things that helped me the most were learning about how my brain operated I already have like a, a high level of confusion with the way that my brain operates because I am undiagnosed neurodivergent. Although, although I may have an ADHD diagnosis, I have to ask my mother. So, I'll check back. And I don't know if that's classified as neurodivergent. It might be. So, if I have that, then I'm diagnosed neurodivergent. <laughs> but if I don't have that, um, I just have a high level of curiosity with the way that my mind works because my brain is is, is a fascinating place and I couldn't understand in my own life why an intelligent person, and I'm an intelligent person, would have such a problem getting away from substances, would have such a problem and such an inability to get a job like to do something like all these other people are just going through their lives and doing things that they like to do and here I am thinking I don't know how to do that like I don't know how to do those things so to understand my own mind particularly my subconscious mind has been freedom like so much fucking freedom so we're going to be talking about the subconscious mind today with respect to comparing yourself to others And before we get started, I would like you guys just, if you can, if you would like to, if you've been following me a while, or if you haven't, please leave me a review. You can give me a star rating if you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anything like that. I so rarely ask for this because I forget. And because I don't ask, people don't do it. (laughs) So please, If you're a regular listener, it takes two seconds. Please go leave me a review. It would mean a lot. Uh, Share my content. Subscribe. Do all of that stuff. Send me an email. Let me know you're listening. If that's too personal, you know, just star ratings are great. Love that. That would help me out tremendously. I want to be better about asking for those things. So I'm going to be asking for those things. Also, if you want to leave me a tip in the get the fuck off tip jar, there's a whole $20 in it. (laughs) One of my day one members left me a $20 tip, but doesn't seem to be getting a lot of traction to get the fuck out of tip jar. But if you are a loyal listener and you would like to support me financially, that is also available. So let's get into the material of comparing yourself to others. So I want to talk to you about a concept that I have talked about before And that is critical faculty or critical factor. So that is the barrier between your conscious and your unconscious mind. And a lot of the reasons why people do not make change is because all of the information that they are taking in, like for example, alcohol use. Alcohol use is horrible for you. When I did the sober series, like I actually saw this happen uh, with somebody that was present. But I see this happen with one-on-one clients all the time. Um, I see the eyes change. And actually in the Sober series, I talked to her about this, about this um, this stuff. And she said, well, it's really hard to hear. And it is, right? All of the negative uh, things about alcohol. Also, like when I talk to somebody that is struggling with alcohol, um, their body with weight, and you start talking about the science of the body, and you start talking about the biology, you start talking about glycogen, you start talking about um, nutrient dense food, you start talking about all this shit, you see the eyes just glaze the fuck right over, right? Like you're given all this information and the eyes just are glazing over and glazing over and glazing over. And it's because the critical factor or the critical faculty, the barrier between your conscious and subconscious mind, blocks that information from getting through. You block it from getting through. You do not allow that information to sift in. So it's interesting about the older episodes of the Get the Fuck Off podcast, I think it's cool the way that one of my day one members is doing this right now. She's going backwards and she's been doing now quite a lot of inner work and, and a lot of making a lot of realizations, quite frankly, over the last couple of months. So now I'm I'm observing and she listens to this. So definitely if you're listening, uh, I'm not going to name her. But uh, if you're listening, uh, name, uh, feel free to tell me if I'm right or wrong, In a in a message or an email but as I'm she's going backwards so she is at a point now because she's been doing the deeper inner work and she's been doing the um the inward focus for a while that she's receptive to a lot of these um to-dos, which were the early episodes of the Get the Fuck Off podcast. So I almost recommend that you listen to these backwards. Like you start with this episode and just go back. Just go back one by one by one by one. 'Cause it that's the way that I structured the sober series. I structured it in a way that we had, that we go at the subconscious mind for the first um well, it was two hour and a half classes. So really the first three hours, we just go at your subconscious mind. So by the third class, when we were talking about the practical steps of putting down alcohol, you'd be ready. Because that third one is the one where you are you're receptive. So the critical factor of the critical faculty really blocks out stuff and it doesn't let it in. And there's a couple of ways that you can let it in. And, and one is really meditation. Uh, hypnosis is another way. Uh, working with a coach where we tend to use hypnotic language or say things in different ways or present information in ways you might not have heard it, that would help bypass your critical faculty. So if you were to work with me either one-on-one, on, you know, one on one, that's what we would do. Another way is basically repetition and beating it out of your conscious mind. Repetition, 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 repetition. If you were to enter day one, you would get that piece. Because day one is repetition, 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 repetition. Like where it's it's every day. It's a daily program. It's not seeing someone once a week and then going back to your old self or meeting with somebody once a week or having a feel-good call where you've got to hit a dopamine and then you can kind of peace out. It's Every day, every day, every day, every day. So those are a couple of ways that things can happen. Now, basically, the reason that repetition works is because there's only so much space in the conscious mind for stuff. So when you repeat something over and over and over and over again, it will eventually seep into the subconscious. For example, this is a big one that a lot of people relate to. I'm not enough. 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 Eventually, that will beat down that critical factor and it will become a part of your unconscious belief systems. Now, why am I talking about all of this? Well, I'm about to give you a really interesting example because I was thinking about this on my run today and I was thinking about this idea of how we compare ourselves to other people and I was thinking about how a lot of people are put off by social media for this reason like they are completely put off by social media they're like it's so toxic, it makes me feel less, it makes me feel inferior. Now to me, social media is the greatest resource known to man. Like I was not inherently born into this world with infinite resources of money or connections or I mean I guess nobody is but like I was born into a family that They just they're they're different than I am, and I wanted a lot of things that they didn't have and didn't desire, and I had to go out into the world and figure out how to get those things. And there are things that I want that I I don't even know if I can find necessarily just written, like with a Google search. Like I was sitting in a meeting on Thursday. It was a it's a call that I go to every Thursday, and one of the women in the call. Kind of compares it to the encounter groups of the 1960s in San Francisco. That's what she said it's like. So I wasn't alive then, but I can only imagine that that's what it was like. And uh, I go to this call every Thursday and I got into this conversation with this gentleman in the call this past Thursday and he was talking about some far out stuff and I thought to myself, I wouldn't even know how to find a person like that. How did he get to this room? Further, how did I get to this room? And I got to that room basically by following the white rabbit. Like knowing one person to another person to another person. It was just complete happenstance that I ended up there. So I, I, I didn't, I had to figure out how to get things. And uh, so social media has really been a way It has been a big way for me to navigate the world. I taught myself to run distance almost completely from Instagram. Like this is how I taught myself to do this. And now there's a lot of resources that come available to me that I use social media to teach me about. But a lot of people see social media as a very negative thing because they start comparing themselves to other people. And so I prefaced this whole shit, this whole shit with stuff about your critical factor, critical faculty. Because I wanted to explain to you what happens when you watch a movie. And this is not something that I just made up. I actually learned this from Melissa Tears. And she is the founder of the Center for Integrative Hypnosis in New York City. And she has been doing work with Simone Soul, And I've been following Simone Soul for some time. So they did, this is how I found Melissa Tears. She's actually brilliant. I've been I've been um I've been fangirling like over (laughs) over her work for a little bit now. But she gives the example of a movie and she gives the example of how when you're watching a movie you lower your critical factor. So you are looking at the television and you are watching a story and you allow yourself to forget that there is a director, and there are uh, cameras, and there is uh, there are actors, and costumes, and lights, and they're in like a studio, and no, people are not just walking nicely down the street. I, on the street I live in, here in New York, they actually tape a lot of uh, TV and movies, because it's a cute little street, and... Trust me, like to get just a couple of minutes of film can be an entire day and just requires so much. There are so many people. There's lights. You're not allowed to walk down the street. So if you see people walking down the street, they had to sign a release to do that there's not you're not going to just see your friend or family member walking down the street in a movie about New York every single person that you see on the New York street is a person that has been hired or that volunteered like it's it's this is what's actually happening in the in this backstory of it all I uh, did studio audience gigs for fun last year and um, I had a sign such an uh, an agreement i had to sign an nda like you have to agree to be on camera it's a whole it's a whole big to do so we lower our critical factor and we forget that all of that's happening so that we can enjoy what is a really good story and we feel emotion when we watch the movie we feel sadness we feel happiness we feel all of these things and we wouldn't feel those things if we were remaining in the space where we were just in the conscious mind of, oh, this is a movie. This isn't This isn't real life. Now, fun fact about my neurodivergence. I actually don't lower my critical factor, which is why I don't enjoy movies. However, I do enjoy e- an elongated TV series. So, I don't know. Maybe as I get personal with characters, I, I start to lower my critical factor. Maybe the two hours just isn't enough time for my brain but it is enough time for a lot of people's brains now here's my question to you why do you not do that with your social media like why don't you do that as you're watching and this is what I was thinking about on my run today because I was thinking about as I was running loops in Central Park I was thinking about how in 2015 I was not doing well I was obsessed with this guy who was into all kinds of weird sex stuff. And he slept with me a whole one time and then also slept with, I don't know, everybody. And it was this whole thing and he was kind of a little bit of a, like I, he just had all kinds of shit. And I was very confused and I was, I got demoted from my job that year. And uh, like just all kinds of stuff was happening. And my body was like not good like it was gross and like all of this stuff and I went to the gym I did not have a gym membership at the time it was like pulling teeth to get me to sign up for my gym membership I didn't have a gym membership at the time I went as a guest with a friend of mine to the YMCA and we got on these ellipticals and when we got on the ellipticals I put in headphones and I the heavy How You Like Me Now came on my headphones. Now, I'm the ultimate creator. Keep in mind, we create our reality. I am a very powerful creator. And in my mind, I started having flashes of all this imagery of how I was going to change my entire life, image after image about what a fucking badass human I was going to morph into, which didn't happen right away. Like that didn't start happening until 2018 and now i mean now it's, it pretty much has already happened but if we're thinking about the universe being on a lag i mean that was really eight years ago that i first had that vision but what was really happening in my mind like in my mind's eye was which i learned people don't all have e- also that's an aside uh, what was in my mind's eye was all of this imagery and to the tune of the heavy how you like me now And as I was running Loops in Central Park today, that song came on my AirPods. I actually was listening to music today, uh, which is rare. And uh, I started thinking of that moment and I thought that is what was in my mind's eye was basically a reel. Like I, I was in my mind's eye, I had a reel made of that song and me and flashes and imagery of all of this stuff. That's cool, except that reel would have been an eight-year production. If I was going to go make that reel right now, that would be eight years of my life. Eight years of moment-to-moment, moment, things not seemingly happening, Like from moment to moment, it doesn't seem like much is happening at all. In fact, most days I feel like nothing is happening. Because change happens fast through a series of very long days. So you're going through your life and time is kind of an interesting concept. Uh, Somebody in my group, it, it actually was off-putting to me, so I didn't respond to it. Maybe I'll go and respond to it. I love that I'm I'm talking about it here before I've responded. Um, I wrote about taking a leap. I'm taking a leap right now. And they asked about um, how was the landing after the leap. And I was like, what? Like, oh, you think I'm talking about a leap in real time? Because in real time, you leap and then you land, right? Like you, you leap into the air and then a few seconds later you land. But a leap in in transformation terms could be six months I mean you you start to take off and then you are basically suspended in the air for months at a time and the the time that you're suspended in this air is just like nothing it's nothingness it feels like nothing is happening I mean my early sobriety felt like that every day just felt long and hard and I had that overarching why as to why I wanted to do it. Like, yes, sobriety is gold. Yes, I'm experiencing clarity like I've never experienced before. But damn, were those days long. And days are long. Like life is, like if I were to go and make that reel of all this imagery of me going through this transformation from 2015 until now, it it would look to you very attractive. Like you would get a dopamine hit from watching it. But then when you set out to do it, you would have to do it the way that I did it, which is take almost a decade of your life. And actually those first three years... In those first three years, 2015, 16, 17, that was still grinding myself into the ground and things getting worse, right? Like, so from 2015 to 16 to 17, things were worse and worse and worse. And, and then we got to 2018 when my ex-boyfriend dumped me at the airport. And then we started, things started getting better and better. And so really, since 2018, it's been half a decade. So we can we can reasonably say I've been at this now half a decade, It seems like I've accomplished a lot in half a decade, but every single day it feels like nothing's happening because things don't, social media has convinced you that there is an immediacy when there isn't. And my question to you, going back to critical faculty, is why are you not recognizing that it's fake? So like, why are you not seeing the truth? Just like when I would say, hey, that's a movie. It's just a movie. If I say it's just a movie, you'll say you're right. It's just a movie. But if I say, "Hey, that's just a reel," you'd be like, "No, that's somebody's life." And it's like, "Well, yeah, but also, a 2-hour a movie about somebody's life, it's st- like if it was a true-to-life movie, that person's like, well, "You got 2 hours about 30 years of their life." You know, like, "What what exactly?" You know, and another thing that we don't lower our critical faculty about is just shit that doesn't even look the way that it actually looks. Like there's this, uh, Humans of Capitalism is a great account to follow on Instagram. And then they, they do these juxtapositions of, you know, Instagram versus reality where you see this beautiful, it's like, like landscape, this beautiful sunset, this beautiful majestic view of whatever, and then you'll see the the view of the person behind the person in line taking the photos and it's like blah, 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 blah. and it's like just herds and herds and herds of people like these beautiful places that you think are just so open and spacious are actually just loaded with people waiting to take their perfect photo or you know like you see these uh, influencers in the wild where you think oh it's the Brooklyn Bridge it's so lovely and then you get to the Brooklyn Bridge and you got some wackadoodle that's just standing there doing some weird ass shit and then you have like somebody there with a light like a, a, a light ring and you got another person there with a cam Camera. And then you got tourists walking by and children yelling. And then you got these people on bikes and they're aggravated and everyone's angry. And you're just like, wait a minute. Why am I believing that this picture or this video or this reel or this thing, why am I believing that the, the majesty, the emotions, the things that I feel in the moment are actually true? And it's because you've already been trained from movies to lower your guard you're, you've been trained to lower that critical factor for the movies. So you go on social media and you equate that and you're like, wait, there are real people creating this. But it's like real people are not living the experience that you're looking at. Like real people, when they sit down to dinner, the food arrives and they, and they eat the food Whereas these people, these influencer people, that you're looking at their content, they're taking five to ten minutes to videotape their food. They're eating cold food. Like they are annoying everyone at the table with their behaviors of taping the food. So here you are thinking that this person is having a better life than you. No, the person that you think is having a better life than you because they're out to some fancy dinner is pissing everybody off at their dinner because they are insistent on taping all of their food. Another thing I was thinking about this on my run today as well, you know, I can be a little bit elitist. I talked about this in day one this weekend about how we all have this programming and karmic seeds that we're working through and elitism is mine, Uh, one of them. Oddly, jealousy is not one of mine. So if... Athletes are more talented than I am. I have like so much respect and admiration. That's probably why I was able to learn all of my running stuff from Instagram. Like, I follow some phenomenal fucking athletes on Strava and I'm just in awe of their performance and I don't feel a tad of jealousy about it. But when I (laughs) am performing better than someone in athletics, so I, I definitely have some feelings about it. But I was thinking about this today. Because people have photos from like their races with their friends. I have friends that have run marathons and they have photos during their marathons that were not professionally taken like by the professional race photographers. Like I have to pay marathon photo 80 to 100 dollars to get my race photos. But all these other people have photos during their marathons. And that kind of gets me to this place where I ask the question, well, are you running the marathon or are you taking photos? I know that sounds elitist. I'm sorry. I know. I I love all runners. I respect the back of the pack more so oftentimes than I do the elites. I know I'm probably sounding contradictory at this moment. But like, are you running the race or are you taking the photos? Because I'm running the race, so I don't have the photos, you know, like I don't, I'm not going to, I am not going to stop my running my marathon to take a photo with somebody that I like, like, thanks for coming, but I'm running a race, (laughs) like I'm not taking a photo and I'm not going to hold everybody up at my table to take photos of my food. And I'm just not going to do all of that stuff. And I think that we always forget when we're watching people's content that the content that they're putting out there and maybe the marathon is a bad example but the the random shit you see on social media we see all of this stuff. We see people's little videos that they make of their shopping trips and all of their stuff. And we see the shorts. And then if you were to watch the elongated version, what you really have is a person that's not in their life because they're busy taking video and photos of all of their life, which they're not even really there. You know, they're not using their eyes. They're not using their senses. They're not smelling and tasting and, and, and enjoying and talking. Like they're just not doing that. So if we could just remind ourselves that what you're seeing is a presentation by an artist. And while it is art, it is not reality. Most people's reality is quite boring. Most people have boring experiences and it's okay to have boring experiences I think that we keep deadening our senses with this creativity for how to present shit but it's really okay to just have boring experiences like I like it's we don't need to keep trying to invent a toothbrush that is more fancy than the previous toothbrush that we had and we don't need to like I was looking at like these cute little things that you see on Instagram of like oh I give you just enough yarn so that you can crochet this little weeble is that copyright I don't know I think I feel like I just made up that word but I don't think it is I think that's actually the name of the crochet thing so apologies to the weeble people but like what Why do you need that? Like, why do we need all this, like, fancy shit? Like, why are we making gummies in all these new shapes? What's wrong with just the Haribo bears? Like, why does everything have to, why do we have to keep upping the ante with how, creative and fancy something is there's power in just realizing that life is meant to be just regular sometimes like sometimes you just have a regular ass life and everybody else just has a regular ass life like everybody's life is just freaking regular like people have a coffee maker and they make their regular ass coffee in the morning and you can keep trying to make it fancier but then you just want some kind of fucking fancy experience like everybody's got a regular ass life we all do regular ass things we all put regular regular freaking gas in our car unless you got a tesla and then you got probably a slightly above regular uh, life going on but like what is what is like why do we think that all these things that we see are real so when you get caught into this comparison trap with others just remember that half the time it's bullshit it's not even it's not real and you are allowing it into your subconscious mind because you were trained that way from all of the entertainment that you've been watching on the television since you were a kid but it is not real is all fake it's all fake and as you're going through your own process of transformation you will certainly have it I will if I sat down to actually create the stupid thing when my new iPhone arrives I will maybe Uh, if I do sit down to create my reel by the heavy then I will have what will make people feel like wow that's amazing. And especially the part of the how you like me now. I was even thinking about it. I was like, nah, I'm going to wait till I make my first million. I'm going to wait till I make my first million. And then I'm going to go to a hair salon. See how, see how I'm thinking? Um, I was thinking about doing it that way. But it would be absent. It would just be flashes of highlights. And it would not take into account the series of very long days. And the hours upon hours upon hours upon hours upon hours of shit that i have sat through that i've worked through that i have just completely like last year there were moments last year where i like i i couldn't afford fancy ice cream because every every dollar was accounted for to where it was going and I was like, damn it, I just want to buy my fancy, expensive vegan ice cream that I used to eat all the time as a pacifier to make me feel better. Like, but I, I, I couldn't, so I had to sit through discomfort and I, I got to not have a pacifier. And you won't see that in my highlight reel. You're not going to see that in my reel about how you like me now. You're not going to see it because it's 90 seconds. So, or even like, I haven't even made this stupid thing yet, but I'm imagining that it'd be 90 seconds. You're not going to see my first sober 4th of July when I sat there and I had to take that day minute by minute, like five minute intervals, like increments rather, because the, my first sober 4th of July was a month after New York City had reopened after being shut down for COVID. So I was allowed to leave and my whole family was together and everybody was drinking. And this is the first big drinking day that I had since I was sober. And it was, I had to take it minute by minute, minute by minute, minute by minute, resisting the urge to text a married man that, you know, I thought was attractive And, uh, you know, thank God I didn't. I wasn't quite past that at that time. Um, Even though I haven't actually fucked around with married men since 2016. I, you know, that was a program that took a while to break. Um, I spent... Most of that 4th of July, questioning if I had serious food issues because all I kept doing was binging on food because I had to, because I had to do something to get through that day. Um, Just painstakingly listening to people's repetitive conversation when they had a little bit too much to drink or when they'd tell me things three, four, or five times and not, and it was at my mother's house, so I couldn't leave. Um, And uh, I got through it. And I've had many blissful wonderful holidays since that holiday where my family has been drinking and I haven't been drinking and it doesn't bother me at all but that first one that felt like 40 years of my life like you're not going to see in my little reel the hours upon hours upon hours of just boring ass running today I treated myself to music because, well, you don't need the because. I'm going to give you the because anyway. I was in Central Park. I don't particularly love Central Park. Uh, I've been running in Central Park because I'm cat-sitting for a friend in Harlem. So, it's nearby. Uh, maybe I'll go by the uh, west, the west uh, side tomorrow for a change. We'll see. Uh, but, any, but like, seriously, I, like, the hours of just boring, boring, boring Thump, thump. I talk about thump, thump a lot. Thump, thump. One foot in front of the other. You're not going to see that. Most people, when we make major change, it takes four fucking ever. And you see it as happening as all at once, but it doesn't. It happens slowly. So when you're in the space where your own transformation is happening slowly and you're comparing yourself to someone on the internet, I would Please ask you to consider the fact that what you're seeing is a movie. Just like the movies that you see in the theater. Or just like the things that you stream on the TV. And while it makes you feel emotions. Just like the streaming movies or the streaming TV. Just remember that it is not real. It is not real. What you are seeing is false. It's a false representation. It's not real. No one's doing better than you. No one is is doing that. And if you would like to have a conversation... Um, about that I would be more than happy to meet with you please reach out to me andy A N D E E at get dot com and I I'll tell you what we don't even have to talk about you I will tell you about the 30 ugliest days of my life if you if you would like to sit and talk about it, I will talk to you about the reality of transformation I am not in this game I, I don't take the traditional marketing approach where I'm like wow this is so easy here's three ways here's three steps here's five easy ways like go to hell That doesn't exist. I'm not going to sell you that. So if you want to hear the truth, (laughs) sit down with me. Let's have a conversation. I'll tell you all about it. Because change happens fast through a series of very long days. So that's what I've got for you today in terms of what are we talking about? Transformation and uh, lowering your critical factor and comparing yourself to others. Just be mindful of it. Be mindful. Um, let's see. What else can I tell you? Day one opens uh, April 1st. So that's coming up. I'm going to be talking more about that in the future. Please, if you have not already rated, subscribed, uh, left me a review, leave me a star rating, all that fun stuff, please do that. There is a tip jar in the episode notes. I love to receive tips. It does help. Every bit helps. Um and it's just motivational for me, honestly. I mean, I do this as a labor of love and love is the highest of motivators. But sometimes I fall out of love just in all areas because I'm a human being and I'm a human being that loves money. So if you to leave five bucks in the tip jar, I'll get a dopamine hit and it'll make me feel really good. And um, breakfree.getthefuckoff.com is where you can just you know get my emails take to have a read um, see what I'm about get on my email list it's not going to be crappy emails uh, I got some emails coming out real soon about day one reopening you're going to want to subscribe if you want to get the updates for that so I hope you all have a beautiful week ahead reach out to me again andy A N D E E at get the if you need anything and uh, until next time take care of yourselves stay safe and stay beautiful